Hey everyone, welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast. This is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart coach and your host for the podcast tailor-made for women who want to bridge faith and business to experience grace over grind, surrender over self-reliance, peace over perfection, and focus and fulfillment over frustration and FOMO. If you're wondering if it's even possible to do all that and still build a thriving business, the answer is yes. In this podcast, I'll bring you practical tips and godly insights so you can do just that. Plus, we'll have some great guests and a whole lot of fun together. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to pursue success God's way, let's get started. Well, it's the first Monday of March, and you know that means that we have another incredible Hustle With Heart entrepreneur interview. And guess what? This one is my first Canadian guest. I can't wait for you to hear from Grigishka Felix. Grigishka is a coach, and she coaches women on breaking through imposter syndrome and being trapped in self-doubt, overthinking, and other negative self-talk that affects our mission that God has given us. I am just in love with this conversation, and I cannot wait to see how it touches you. She believes that when we have a fulfilling relationship with God, we are able to fully contribute to our mission and show up for the people that matter the most because we have been called for such a time as this. All right, let's listen in. Well, welcome back to the Hustle with Heart podcast, everybody. As you know, it's the first Monday of the month, and that means we have our guest interview with an entrepreneur who is building a God-centered business. And my guest today, I literally did not know three weeks ago. (laughs) She popped onto a clubhouse that I was doing with my good friend, Dr. Sherry. She and Dr. Sherry are friends. She provided us so much insight. But the more we talked, the more I knew that she had a story to share and that she was building a business that honors God and serves people. So you, my audience, needed to hear from us. So, Gregisha, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Erin. Um, it's such a pleasure to be on your stage, on your podcast, and to speak to your audience. So, hello, everyone. My name is Gregishka Felix. Um, I am a the founder of Brave Womanhood. I have. I'm also the CEO of Lead Her Global Summit. We believe in um, providing support to women, um, and as we provide support to women and to help them conquer their imposter syndrome and get to the next stage, they are able to do that for the next generation. So. We are all contributing to the mission in one way or the other. So that's what I believe. Well, in creating this legacy, what you just said about, you know, passing that on to the next generation. And, you know, these are things that we've all walked through. So I would love for you to unpack, (laughs) how did you get to where you are? How did God, you know, lay on your heart this idea of leading women through breakthroughs in imposter syndrome and just tell us all about you. (laughs) So um, it's funny because it didn't happen like that initially, of course, you know, when you trust God, it never happens the way you actually want it. Um, So I was initially um, enrolled to be a pre-med. So I was a pre-med student um, and walking that path, my father passed away and things completely changed for me. Um, In our family, I unconsciously, I may be consciously, took over um, as the elder, the um, the reign of the family. So, um, and as I was looking at my mom struggling with, should I go back to work? Um, which is a career that she has nurtured, um, scaled up, um, given so much sweat and tears. 
um, versus having the choice of staying at home, a staying at home mom, which was not part of her, her destiny. Well, it wasn't part of her, her plan. And again, it's, there's nothing wrong to be either or, but it's the struggle of having to make that decision that I've noticed. And for her, um, she just didn't want her children to become another statistic. Um, and because she didn't want to do that, she took the ch- she took the choice. She took the choice, and she heard God say, "You have to, you will stay home." But that struggle, that brokenness, that everything a woman has built on has been—I uh, saw it a first mm-hmm. time. So I step up um, and became the provider, one of the providers uh, with my siblings, uh, one of the providers of the family. And as we, I went into the journey. I left pre med. Um, and it wasn't a choice of anyone else. It was my own choice because I had, I had noticed that it wasn't what I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been great to have the title, but to have to spend five minutes with patients was not something that I was, I, that was not what I was looking for. So um, I decided to go as I was looking and searching for myself and went into corporate world while I was studying in psychology. And so um, as I was looking, I remember this image, I was looking at the org chart in the corporate world. And I was looking at um, a few men, men and women from different background um, being on the first two layer of the corporate uh, chart. And then I would, mm-hmm. as you look up, more you look up, more you see that it's very much the same people mm-hmm. above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so I remember saying to myself, that is odd. Um, that cannot be. How come? Like I was asking myself question, but to myself alone. And a, ma- a young man, a young black man was walking there and saw me because I guess I was staring at this picture for such a long time. He looked at me and he's like, um, you know that there's no black woman um, above there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, yes, obviously I could see that. And he's like, and I said, well, I need, I think it's time for someone from a different culture, not necessarily me. I wasn't really talking about me needs to be above and beyond and help other generation do the same. And he's like, well, you as a black woman will never be that. Mm. And so see, this is where I love God. Wow. And this is how I love human beings. You have a choice at this moment. For me, this is what I call the crossroad. Yes. Um, do I take someone else lies and impose or stories, I should say stories and narrative and impose that on me and take that choice and move forward or move backward? Or do I make a d- different choice? And I made a different choice right there, right then. And I said, well, look at this. This is quite interesting, but this is your word. That is not mine. Right. So I will scale up and I will bring another generation behind me. Mm-hmm. I will. And I had no idea how I was going to do this. I had no, I had no skills in corporate. Actually, I was there just for the study and then, you know, doing both world and then leaving. That was my goal. We'll leave the corporate. And then, um, and at that point I worked my butt off and I scaled up. Mm-hmm. I, as I scaled up, I became a senior, um, I became a senior uh, manager um, in the, the corporate world. And as I <laughs> moved up, I started creating mentees and having those sessions to help them sure. equip and have the tools that they needed. What happened is that as I was scaling up, you know, bringing Christ with me and sharing Christ, you know, when you, you're, 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 you're a Christian, you're all fired up. You want everyone to be safe. You want everyone <laughs> to be, you know, right. you start talking about God, but as you move up, the rules change. Yes. 
this is not something anyone knows. Like, because you grew, grew up as you go to school, you get a job, you get to the highest level if you can, or if that's what you want, and the end of the story. There's no behind the scene, this mm -hmm. is what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, behind the scene, here's what happened. Um, as I moved up, in my mind, I was like, okay, I have achieved what I needed to achieve. I already knew that I had another calling to get out. But I was also comfortable. I was mm -hmm. well paid. I had perks. I had was traveling. I was managing people in Philippine, in the Maritimes, in like in I'm in Canada. So in the East End of Canada, in overseas. So I was doing everything that a young woman, I was young at the time. So a young woman would just dream and a young black woman on top of that. Yes. And so, um, and I was like, this is God, this is God, this is God. So God is covering me. So everything was great. I was grateful. I was the nice, good girl, Christian, good girl. You, I, I can't, I know you guys can see where this is going. Um, but the nice Christian, good girl, um, started seeing some, some, behaviors from her elders mm. her elders were feminine for women a group of women um who instead of being mentors instead of being supporters instead of being leaders became my arch enemies mm. and so from that on it became a battle so in my mind still a christian girl thinking that hey this is like David. <laughs> I'm gonna slay that giant. I'm gonna slay the giant. <laughs> um, and so, and so, yes, I, I I was praying, I was fasting, I was like, and that year I was getting married. So, so there was so much going on in my life, but on, at the same time, I was also thinking that. I can't, my, my, um, my, my family had adopted another family and supporting them. Like there were eight people coming to her house, to my mom's house. So I was like, I can't just drop and leave. Mm -hmm. I need to continuously support them because my mom is, has sacrificed herself. So I became a self-duty, self-responsibility. And I was adding on me, myself, without realizing that I was doing that. Mm -hmm. And no one is asking me to do so. And so I have my personal life struggles. I have the professional life struggles. I have the mentees that I'm trying to protect because I don't want to let them know that what's going on into my universe. And I also don't want to remove this hope and dreams yes. that I used to have. And I just want to say, you know, I'm just going to keep on going. But what happened is that you feel, you start feeling lonely. Right. And I start building these, these, um, negativity into within myself and my mm -hmm. body was keeping score of every single one of them mm -hmm. but I'm like hey I'm a Christian I'm a daughter of God I could do this I could do this well yes I could do this until my body says no you can't do this anymore mm -hmm. and so um in one of the latest um uh, intervention with these leaders I was giving a workshop on leadership actually and um, I started sweating and my body started feeling so much pain, Erin. It was not even funny. Like the, the pain was like going as if someone was stabbing me over and over again. But here I am standing in front of a, a full group of people and thinking that, oh my God, if I leave right now, just letting them know that I'm in pain, um, they're going to crucify me. 
So I keep on going until someone says, hey, Gregishka, you usually never sit down when you give a, a, a talk. So what's going on? And I go, oh, it's okay. It's like, well, you're saying it's okay, but you're sweating and there's like big sweats coming out of you. I'm like, you know what? I'm not feeling great. I'm, I'll admit that, but I'm going to go through, finish this up. We only have an hour to go and then I'm going to go back home. And so I did. But by the time I go back to my office, at this point, I'm limping. Mm. And so um, a colleague of mine says, Gregishka, you're not looking good. Like you're, you're looking as if you're about to faint. And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. Don't let, <laughs> don't let the other person, the other leaders know about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to take some pills and I'm going to go home and just, you know, rest it up. And so I do. I go home. I rest it up and Aaron, I'm lying on my bed and I need to go to the bathroom at this point because, you know, everything had happened so fast. I can't move. Wow. I can't move. So I call um, my partner and he brings me to uh, the sea, to the emergency. I can't lift a, a finger. I can't lift anything. Like my foot are not responding. And so um, at that time, the doctor didn't know what I had. I had gone through a bunch of tests. Months later, I was diagnosed with temporary paralysis. Mm -hmm. I was no longer able to walk. Wow. So I still have tears out of that because it is, it was an emotional time, but it was more than that. Like, obviously I grew out of it. I'm walking now. Thank you, Jesus. But the truth of the matter is, we are, as Christian, we have this tendency of thinking that we are invincible. Mm. Nothing can happen to us. It can happen to everyone else, but not to us. But there's a lesson to everything, right? And so I lay down on this bed. And as I was laying down, the lesson was not, can I walk? Because I knew I could. I knew that I could. That was not even, that never crossed my mind that I will never walk. What crossed my mind is that they will crucify me. Mm. So my mindset, even though my body was home and that I was told to stay there, my mind was still in the office. My mind was still attached to the negativity. My mind was still attached to everything that had gone wrong. That's where I was. Mm. And I stayed there for months. Wow. And as I stayed there, pain increased. Right. More pain increased, less I could walk, less I could move. Mm. And more I was paralyzed and dependent and crying and looking at, at, at the sky. And I never, ever asked God why, ever. But I'm like, I know there's something out of this, but I don't, I don't see it. I can't see it. I don't want to. I just want to walk. I, wanna, I don't want to feel the pain anymore. Yeah. But I couldn't get it. I didn't understand. And so... Eventually, um, I had a good friend of mine, my, one of my best friends, um, Stephanie, came and, and flew in from Calgary, from the West End. And um, she sat down um, and came to visit me. And she listened to my, my victimization because I was there. I was mm-hmm. a victim of myself. I got recognizing you have to, one of the lessons that you have to learn, you have to understand that your mindset is everything. Your second is personal responsibility. yes. It was done upon me, but I kept myself there. Right. Therefore, responsibility, initial responsibility is on them, but the next responsibility is on me. 
I kept myself there. Yeah. Third, you need to forgive. So the thing is, I forgive. Like my brain is forgiving. I'm like, oh God, you know, I know your word. You say to forgive, so I'm going to forgive. So I forgive. My heart was not forgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My heart was resentful. My heart was like, you put me there. I was in blaming mode. And so, um, and so when my girlfriend came and she said, um, she listened to me all, like she was looking at my sobbing and, and I just went and, and like, I think she was the first, one of the first people that I actually told the whole story. Um, and she listened. And as she listened to me, she said, you realize that in everything that you said to me, they're not thinking about you. That's right. <laughs> and that is I so said, true. <laughs> and I was like, and then that snapped me out. I'm like, what do you mean? They're not thinking about me. Of course they are. Like just listening to myself was weird. And she, I'm like, but of course they are. They put me there. Therefore they are thinking. Like it's kind of like, you know, when you're scheming, that's what you have to do. You have to think about the misery of whom and what you have put the victim into. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, they've put you in misery and you're, everything else is done by yourself. That's right. And that's all she had to say. Mm. That's not me out, Aaron. Like that's not me out because I was like, what? And then I started questioning myself. And then I went into this period of understanding how another person's perspective, emotion, behavior, thoughts impacted me or impacted others. How is that possible? How is that that physically no one could find out what's going on? So I'm like, okay, the spiritual battle, that's where I went there. But then eventually I realized that, okay, yes, there's that. But the truth of the matter is there's beyond that. I kept myself there. So what's the power of my brain? What's the power of my emotions? What is emotional intelligence? How is that differing to what we have learned so far from when we were kids of you have to achieve the intellectual um, achievement because that is how you're being evaluated in this world, which is true. But the truth of the matter is a leader needs to have emotional intelligence, which is what these leaders didn't have. Right. And so I went and learned about emotional intelligence. I went and learned about psychology and and human behavior. I went to graduate into um, me who didn't know where I was going from um, (laughs) pre-med to to going through all this this, this crisis to become a psychotherapist. And then afterwards to to have a coaching and training um, business. And so now I help women, especially women in business, and even professional, a lot of my clients are from both worlds, to understand how to emerge. Mm. Because the truth is, many of my clients are successful in whatever area they are doing, but they are stuck. Yes. They are in a crossroad. And at that crossroad, same decision, because we always go through a crossroad. And at the moment that you are at crossroad, this feeling of I'm a fraud. I, um, uh, I don't believe that I, I know enough, that I'm good enough, that I'm pretty enough, that I'm so enough. So whatever enough that you want to put, I'm smart enough, comes and become your arch enemy. Mm-hmm. And so then you start having issues with your finance. You start having issues with um, creating offers. You start having issues about selling. You start having issues about um, communicating with the right client, not the one that you're not supposed to serve, not the one that's contributing to your mission, but the one that you're like under because you're comfortable, but it's not your client because 
in order for you to get to that next level, you actually need to be facing whoever you need to face. Right. Uh, There's so much in this. There's a couple of things that came up for me as you were talking. It's so fascinating to me that as you stood in looking at that organizational chart and that gentleman was saying, not only are there no black women there, but you won't be there, that you made a decision to say, "Uh uh-uh, that may be the story you're telling, but I'm not taking that story. And yet, which this is the beauty of our human condition, faced with a slightly different situation, you allowed all of that into you, right? Yeah. You you didn't make that same decision. And, and I think it speaks so much to that we're all, as long as we are on this side of heaven, mm-hmm. that we will always be challenged, that we will always be imperfect, mm-hmm. um, that at any moment we can have these. And I'm, I'm sure that you work with clients like I do who make strides forward and then hit a wall that takes them backwards. And while they're sort of tumbling backwards or stuck in the mud where they are, you're, you're able to help them see, hold on a second, you've been in a similar place and you mm-hmm. made a different decision and you can do the same thing now, but because you're now at this level, it looks different. Exactly. And then I, and I love um, one of the other things that you said about, you know, kind of being this super responsible person that no one was asking you to take on these things. You were just taking them on. And isn't that what we, especially as women, mm-hmm. tend to do? And I believe, obviously, I'm a white woman. I'm not a black woman. But I do believe from from the conversations that I've had that happens a lot with black women because mm-hmm. they're, they're undervalued. They're not, you know, that there that is a strength of a foundation right there with black mm-hmm. women and yet allowing more to be piled on and more to be piled on to our own detriment and understanding that as christians like i know lord that ultimately you're in charge but this is such an example of the lord will move mountains to show us his will yes and he will lay us flat out to show us his will whoo that's some power right there Oh my goodness. It is. And um but that's where that's where you have to know when you have to get out of your own way. Yes. Because the moment that you do, then you start seeing. You know the song the song the song that we we probably most Christian knows about amazing grace. Um how how sweet that song. And and then it says now I see. I was blind, but now I see. Yeah. And I, back in the days, I thought I know. I know the, the circumstances of 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 the story, right? Yes. So, um, but beyond the circumstance of the story of how this gentleman created this song, when you put it into the twenty first century, how many times does our mindset start seeing things mm-hmm. that, are, like, we see things from a fear based perspective? But the moment that you remove fear, you start seeing God's light. Mm. But as long as the enemy keeps you in the darkness, you can't move forward. Like it's like you can't, you're just stuck. But we have to remember as Christian, now I'm like, I'm like all excited. We have to remember as Christian that God says in his word, we have been created and put in a position of slightly below God, slightly, like not easy. He didn't say 
you guys have been put like below me, slightly below him. But what he made sure that we understand, he said, you have been positioned above, not slightly, above all angels. Mm-hmm. Which means that the enemy was an angel. We have automatically received power, authority, presence, yes. and everything else above him. Yes. The problem is he's scheming so much that we take it like, okay, he's not there. Like, stop talking about the enemy all the time. He, like, we're giving him too much power. The truth is, if you, if you watch movies and you see people scheming, they're not pausing and say, oh, she's good. She's having a good life. Why am I going to, like, not take advantage of that? No, they're like, oh, she's not looking. She's not on her guard. So I am continuously going to create something. So in order for me to be one or two steps ahead of her, so when she actually wakes up to say, hey, I'm in your face, um, or you are in my face, um, I'm already... The plan is already on on its way. So now you're in catching mode. Right. So the idea is that I'm not saying to everyone to be, oh my God, I have to watch my left and right. No, when you cross the road, you actually have to look left and right. And then again, um, the opposite way, just to make sure that you are in watching every 360 areas of your life. It's the same thing in business. Mm. The way the enemy works is that I just need to do one thing, mess up their mind. If I mess up their mind and I create self-doubt, I create overthinking, I create perfectionist, I create procrastination, I create everything, they are not able to move forward. They are not able to contribute to the mission that God has called them to do. They just have to just start doubting and and, and stay into their own loneliness. Mm -hmm. And go into other elements, they don't have to walk according to God. They don't have to be in the position that God has called all of us to be. Yes. God has called us to be followers, but he also has called us to be leaders. Yes. So both of them are working hand in hand together. But somehow we've decided to be followers and even under followers. I know it's not a real word, but I'm making it up on their followers because we're not stepping up to any stone because we don't want to push and create waves. Yes. And disturb and trouble. But when you are a business in a business and you have a business, you are creating trouble regardless of what happened because you exactly. have to cr- build legacy. You build legacy for yourself. And if it's not for yourself, it's for the young people around you. It's for another woman looking up to you. It's for another young man or a man who's looking up to you who needs to hear whatever message that comes from your business. Yes. And if God, I was listening to a podcast this morning Um, And she was saying, you know, so often we're doubting and we're thinking, well, I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm not this or I'm not that. And and she's saying, you know, if the Lord has brought you to it, he will give you the understanding, the equipping, or he will provide you with the people and the resources that fill those gaps so that you can move forward. And we have an obligation, a commitment um, to be surrendered and to be obedient in doing that to move forward because it's not really about us. 
Like you could have stayed in your bed and it would have had obviously detrimental effects to your everyday life. But beyond that, it's the legacy that would have been impeded had your friend not said, hold on a second, let's, let's like, you were blind and now you see, let's take these scales off of your eyes and let me show you what I see from the Holy Spirit. Right. And, and I'm not talking about like, you know, prophetic visions. I'm just saying it's so often that, which is what we do as coaches that the people we're working with can't see it. And I, and I know you experience that. Um, As we start to finish up, I know you have an incredible summit that's happening right now. And I don't know if it'll be happening when this airs, but tell us about it because we're going to tell people how to find you. All right. So we have a summit called Lead Her Global Summit. We have a, we're interviewing um, wonderful, influential and leaders around this world. A lot of women. um, So that's actually very exciting because I want to present women in this world that are helping other people in different areas so that you guys can reinvent yourself. So the thematic of this year, of this um, March uh, 1st to 12th, um, is reinventing yourself, especially because 2020 has been hard for many people, but yet a lot, some people are actually half of the population actually succeeded through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So how is that possible where there's so many harv- there's so many hardship and yet there's also harvest. So the goal is to teach you and help you and support you um, through this summit. So uh, join us um, March 1st to the 12th um, and I will provide the information to Aaron so that you guys can register. Um, it's, it's, yeah, so looking forward to it. That's amazing because this, um, when you all are hearing this, it is March 1st. So there's still plenty of time for you to take advantage of this. So tell us where you would love for people to find you. Where's the place that you love most connecting with people? Well, you know, Erin, that's now my new place, my <laughs> favorite place on this earth right. is um, obviously social media, but it's Clubhouse. So um, if you guys want to connect with me at Clubhouse at Grigishka, um, like it's written right there, and um, connect with me if you want to moderate. I I, I have I host a room at least once a week about imposter syndrome. Um, also, we're having a workshop on imposter syndrome. So um, if you want to register onto that, um, this one is paid though. Um, so please, um, I'll share all the information to with Erin. And you could also join me on Instagram uh, under the Brave Womanhood and same thing for Facebook. Wonderful. So, Grigishka, thank you for being my guest. I I know there are people touched by what you shared today and everyone, the way to connect with Grigishka is in the show notes. So please get down below and follow her and check out the summit and all of those good things because you really were called to this business that you're in for a purpose and God has already equipped you. Sometimes you just got to take those blinders off and be able to see. And that's exactly what she can help you do. So thanks for tuning in, Grigishka. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you, Erin, for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast. I pray it brings you value as you build a business with God as your most powerful business partner. Listen, I get so excited about your shout outs to the podcast on social media. So when you shout out, please tag me. You can follow me on Facebook as The Hustle With Heart Coach and on Instagram as Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur. For all things Hustle With Heart, visit erinharrigan.com and pick up your free copy of chapter one of my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle With Heart. 
I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of pursuing success God's way in your business and that it will produce much fruit and impact His kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. 